Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Stephen the Warman Writes Kickfighting Podcast Show. I'm your host, Stephen the Warman. You are listening to this podcast either at my blog, which is lordgaul.podbean.com, or you're at the iTunes search engine, enter Warman Kickfighting Show, and the show pops right up. So, I'm going to go ahead. I'm doing this uh, episode right after the event. Um, definitely. Uh, disappointed but overall it was a very very solid solid event before i get started i want to give a, a special shout out to mickey uh mickey weiss a guy who works in glory in their um uh social media department and he does a lot with uh just getting the post and getting out videos and uh doing the special behind the, the scene things mickey is a guy who i worked at uh glory kickboxing he was one of the guys first of all we love talking football so he'd always ask me football questions because i'm a big football junkie i break down film but mickey before i get into today i want to give a special shout out to him for all the work that he does the behind the scenes work the stuff that he doesn't get credit for because a lot of people don't know mickey but man this guy he really puts in a lot of work to keep the glory product you know fresh and get videos out and make posts so shout out to him and thanks for all you do to kickboxing so let's go ahead and jump right into it first and foremost Ricky, uh, Rico Verheerven, uh, you know, against uh, Kevin Tariq Osaro, uh, also known as Cookie. Uh, I mean, there's nothing that can be said for it. It was just extremely disappointing. Um, and it could have been one of those, just the moment was too big. Uh, you felt a certain way, and then you were standing in front of a guy, and then it was like, okay, I feel different now that I'm in front of him. But Osaro, if he'd landed all of the offense that he threw, he still probably would have lost all of the rounds. The The round number four was the round where he most had some success. He he landed some uh, some good offense. He, he landed a couple of power hooks, but then he just stopped fighting. He never seemed comfortable. He never seemed comfortable in there. And again, it's different when you're standing in front of it. And you can make the argument, you know, standing there, uh, that Asaro was bigger. You know, Cookie looked like a bigger guy. But man, just he never got the offense going. To Rico's credit, you know, he started playing with the single kick. You know, he likes the inside rear leg kick. Uh, he did a good job of, you know, feints and um, a lot of jab motions that didn't necessarily lead towards jab scores. Uh, but just they kept Asaro off balance, kept him from being comfortable. Uh, he never was able to find his moment. And then bang, 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 single low kick, high kick, high kick. Uh, it, the offense, the effort all came from Verheerven. He did not. It seemed the opposite. It seemed like he was the guy who was active and Osaro was the guy who was coming off the injury. And I know it's one of those fights where when Osaro sits down and he looks at it, he's going to go, I didn't give myself, I didn't allow my offensive tools to open up to give myself a chance to win this fight. Uh, I think in the moment you're like, man, he had some frustrations because uh, they were getting on him about the holding. He felt the hold was initiated by both. I think he has an argument there. But as far as did he give the offense to give himself the opportunity to win the fight, unfortunately, I don't feel that way. And uh, the scorecards reflected it. I think one judge gave him the fourth round because of those two hooks. Uh, and other than that, it was a sweep on all the other cards um, and all the rounds. Um, moving forward, Rugo Verheerven, the Plazabot fight. It's unfortunate, but Plazabot got injured because I mentioned it earlier in the year. The stage was set for him to be a new star. He was in his home crowd. He sold out like crazy. He had local football stars there. He was he was the it guy. Like like it, everything was set up. Then he breaks his arm, and we lose that aggression. 
Hopefully that's the fight they go with next. I, I don't need anything in between. They do not need to give him a you know a, you know rematch of Osaro. I would just go straight to it. Another guy for Rico to fight. Um, guy go plaza bot right away. Um, Vihervin, you know, uh, he just has that feel. He's got that star feel. You know the you know the the, the sponsors. Um, he's one of the guys in combat sports that's going to leave this game with something. And in kickboxing, that's extremely rare. So shout out to him, big time victory uh, after coming off of a you know his, his first real serious injury. I remember him posting about. It. He says, "I've never been injured like this before. I've never really been injured before. Just things that come from fighting." But he's a hard man, and I remember they showed a video of like uh, uh, the camera focused in on his shin, and they showed like you know kind of one of the, the bubbles that kind of happened from an offensive strike that he landed. No problem, no problem. Just kept battling through, kept kicking anyways. The adrenaline got it covered. I'm sure he'll feel it a little bit later tonight, but it'll feel a lot better when you got that W on your side. So good stuff there, and uh, hopefully um, more to come from Rico, and hopefully not as long of a wait. I'd love to see him get back in there in February, but, you know, or something like that. So next, Denegi Abenya over Muhammad uh, uh, Tuchesi did his best uh, on very short notice. Uh, but Negi was better. Simple as that. He was stronger. It didn't look like any of Muhammad uh, Tuchessi's offense hurt him at all. Um, his combo work was very smooth, both from combination to low kick and kick to combinations with the boxing. He put it together very, very nice. Uh, his first title defense, uh, unfortunately, this wasn't the fight that, that we all wanted. Um, but... He's competing. He's a champion. We'll see. Uh, clearly, I want to see the, the you know the Sergey Mosbloyev fight to happen again. But as long as he's here and he's competing and he's doing what he was supposed to do, he he was able to get the nod. He did a good job. So then we're gonna move on to Donovan Vize against Michael Bopea. Uh, excellent fight. Excellent fight. I mentioned it on Twitter. I said, hey, if you want to see a fight that reflects the best guys in the division. It should look like this. When you watch one versus two, our number one contender versus champion, you want to say, okay, this skill set in the fight is going to reflect what you would imagine to see at the top of the division. These guys were excellent. Michael Bobopea came out, stayed in the face, strong combinations, really good with knees and clenched knees, threw a lot of offense. And at one point, I remember they said he had thrown 50 more strikes than Vise. But Vise just threw the right strikes, stood there. His one-two is on point, probably the best one-two in all of um, him and another guy we're going to talk about, Haggerty. They have probably the best one-twos in all of, of combat sports. Just strong, great down the middle. They believe in it. Um, he, he was able to get that uh, situational good low kick, uh, but mostly he played the guard high as Bopea just kept coming. And I remember early on, the commentary mentioned it right away. You know, they were like, can he keep this up? Can he keep this offense up? Can he keep all this these strikes up? And he couldn't. And, and it's funny because that's how they game planned it. Um, if you hear them talk about the fight or if you hear them revisit the fight, uh, um, you know, the, the the lead up going to the fight, Donovan VC say, if I get into the later rounds, it's going to be my fight. I'm going to pick him apart. And that's exactly what happened. As he went down the stretch, his combination of work was really building. And again, I say it all the time, Donovan VC is the prototypical standard for kickboxing in the sport right now. If somebody says, hey, I would like to know about kickboxing, who should I watch? Donovan Vize is the name I'm going to use. And my gym, one of my fighters say, hey, who's a good kickboxer to watch? I say, Donovan Vize, he's the sharpest from his boxing to his kicks. He puts it together the best. He's the best, uh, you know, example of high-level kickboxing. He showed it again today. 
Really turned it up in the later rounds. Gets the knockdown. Uh, the ropes held up uh, Bopea, um, but he gets the knockdown and uh, another title offense. Um, anything's good for Donovan Vise. No matter what the fight is, I want to see it. He's that excellent of a fighter. He's that much of a star. Uh, the only thing is, got to build his brand a little bit more. Let's get some more uh, high-level sponsors on that on that jersey. And you know, I'm excited to see what comes from him moving forward. But. Michael Bopea, nothing to hold your head down about. He really performed to a high level, to his highest level. He just couldn't sustain it for five rounds. But I don't think in any way he should look back. Uh, Osaro, when he looks back at today, he'll be like, man, I didn't, I, I didn't let it go. I, 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 I am better than what I produced out there. I know that that's something that he's going to look at film and he's going to say, give me that fight one more time. I'm going to let my hands go. I know that's something he's going to say. Michael Bopea does not have to say that. Michael Bopea left it out there, and he was getting hit, and he was hurt late, and he just kept battling. He really made a strong account for himself. He showed great warrior spirit, uh, the kind of stuff that you talk about how, you know, we talk about Japanese combat sport, uh, sports understanding, uh, um, Kakatugi, and how they really appreciate the strong offensive output that comes from, uh, you know, when you're down and you're hurt and you just keep battling anyways, there's something about the spirit of that that they love. They would have loved Michael Bopea here. Next up, Homicha Mohamed Mazari gets a split decision victory over Diagali Kamara. Kamara answered the question we all wanted to know. What happens when you get Homicha into deep water? And to Homicha's credit, I think that he was composed enough to make sure that as he got tired, he was still able to land effective offense. But you could see in the body language, the explosion that he uses in round one, because really, round one was as much of a 10-8 round without a knockdown as you're ever going to get. His combos were clean and sharp and powerful, and he was, uh, you know, back in, uh, you know, um, uh, Kamara up and he was in his face and he was landing but Kamara just kept weathering the storm finding a shot here and there single kick here and there body kick here and there then comes round two and for at least half of the round uh it was a little bit more of the same but you could see uh Hamicha had slowed in the early part of round two but the end of round two was all Kamara he turned it on he had a series where he landed a lot of clinch knees it was how he had game planned it I want to get this guy late Round three, I think the scorecards were for both at some period of time. Kamara definitely closed well, but uh, I think Kamita was able to make a decent account for himself in the, th in the third round, considering how the second round ended. Um, but I still think that there's a strong argument if you're going to for sure give a round to Kamara, you like how he finished this fight. Um, it was a split. The decision did go to Hamicha, and to his credit, when they put the mic on him, they put the microphone, the commentary team mentioned this, he didn't say, I want to be a champion, call out right away. It just came up. This is his first time in like six years going three rounds, you know, or going past the second round. Development needs to happen, and if you're Indy Semelier, you're like, okay, if this guy is next after him, the one that I win... I'm going to go ahead and get in his face, make him use that explosion. If he doesn't get me out of there, I'm going to eat from rounds two to five. So we'll see what comes from the fight. But uh, I think even though Hamicha wasn't able to get the stoppage, he looked very, very good as usual. Um, but the gas tank is in the body language when he's tired. It's going to be something that people are going to attack. Um, but still good stuff. Ulrich Bukemi gets a victory over Sokan uh, Ozgalajian. 
Ozgalajan really made a good account for himself. Uh, Serkan, of course, he's a hitter. He closes the distance. He's a real strong puncher. Uh, I just thought Ulrich Bokemi was a step ahead, uh, was able to land a little bit cleaner with the boxing. He had some good situational knees. He had some good situational kicks. Um, Serkan played the game well. It was good back and forth. It was clean kickboxing. It really showed the sport well. Uh, the decision went to Bokeme. I think that it should have gone that way. It was an entertaining fight. The best fight to me on the card. VZ had the best performance, but the f best fight on the card to me was Ulrich Bokeme against Serkan Okalajian. Chico Quasi gets victory over Jay Overmere. I actually, you know, I invited some of my fight team over and uh, we watched these fights together. And I said, this is going to be the most technical fight wrong this fight was not good at all this fight was not it was Overmere had some good clean offense and both of them had some really good moments but it just got a little bit sloppy quasi's an interesting case like his his shot selection is so awkward and odd it's hard to, to train him you've got to really have your your head lean because he's gonna whip out a head kick from from anywhere he plays a lot of same side offense left knee to left punch uh switch kick to hook like a you know left hook like he put you know uh right hand to right high kick he plays a lot of stuff like that off rhythm stuff he was able to get up on the scorecards um he has these running strikes that don't have a lot of power but they lead to tie-ups it was just um it was not the most fun fight to watch but quasi got the victory he called for the title fight i think there's still more work to be done there um this was not the fight that you want to go into a championship fight off of uh it just means more work has to be done this isn't me saying you know you're horrible this is me saying you want to make a better case for yourself before people are excited about seeing you fight for a title. Next fight is Stefan Latusha against Ibrahim Elbouni. Very, very good fight. Ibrahim uh, Elbouni comes out, lands a clean, straight shot that, you know, as Latusha uh, was uh, throwing a kick, um, but it was clean and I think it was a legit knockdown. Then Stefan started to close the distance throwing his hooks and he's able to get a knockdown um now we got one knockdown a piece and it's like who won round one um 10 10 was fine with me the action was 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 pretty good but at this point ibrahim he kept looking he kept trying to throw quick punches and and low kicks with less low kick like, with less whip on them because he's trying to keep his defense up but it didn't matter uh latushu kept, kept you know latushka kept coming forward throwing big shots eventually he lands a big time shot to get uh Al Bo in trouble uh Alboni gets back up he lands Alboni throws a, a right hand and he counters over the top of it I think it was a jab countered over the top of it with uh uh nope I was right it was right hand uh the left hook scored over the top of it for another down in my opinion they should have stopped the fight here should have stopped the fight here. I would have rather it stopped in this point. They decided to let it go a little bit longer, and then they stopped it. Um, good stuff by Stefan Latushku. Of course, you know, he called for a title fight, and uh, I'm fine with that if that's the direction that they want to go. Um, Alboni had some wins, and he had a good run. Alboni had the uh, – he won a tournament and um, – uh, Japan, so like you know, in K1 back in the day, so he's he's a talent. That's a solid win for Stefan Latushku. So I'm I am excited to see what do they do with him next. Then we have Abraham Vidal as he gets a stoppage victory over Ahmed Chike Mosa by knockout. This is a better example of how you're supposed to stop the fight. Basically, there was a boxing exchange, uh, and um, 
Mosa had his hands up, and then all of a sudden, Abraham Valdez went hooked to knee, and the knee got through, and then uh, Mosa backed up. He started to let the offensive barrage go. Mosa went down. He landed weird. As he's getting up to his feet, and he's, he is not there, I'm like, okay, do not continue this fight. Don't continue it. The ref considered letting it go. Then he made the right decision and he stopped it one minute into the round. Abraham Vidalis, as I mentioned before, he's got to keep building his star and he's got to win fights like this. Um, clearly, he's ideally going to fight Petch Panamarung for the title again down the road. But it just starts with getting this victory. Uh, the victory that they had when they brought the, the show to, um, uh, I think it was, what was the, the Rivals? or I can't remember the term they used for that. Uh, the show that they brought um to they did one in japan and they did kind of like a contender type thing but he main evented the one in mexico and he you know good fight better fight than i thought it was going to be he ends up getting the victory and uh it's about building that brand if they come back to the states they come back to you know the the you know the americas he's the guy who you got to get behind good looking young educated um talented guy i'm excited to see more from abraham vidalis Next up was Don Snow as he gets a victory over Gino Vance uh, Stinson. Uh, this was one of three fights. Guys that were on the... Uh, uh, I mentioned in the last podcast, there were several guys that were on the uh, reality show. You know, the, the house kind of reality show, kind of Ultimate Fighter style reality show. And they used some of the undercard for those guys. Not all the fights were the greatest, but this one really stood out. Um... Jon Snow was really working the body. He hurts uh, Stennis, gets a knockdown. Stennis gets to his feet. He slams more boxing. He sneaks in a high knee, lands on the head, gets another knockdown. Then there's 10 seconds left in the round. And rightfully, Joseph Balsa, uh, uh, Bazooka Joe was uh, uh, Valsalini. He was saying, hey, you just got to hold on. You got to get out of the round. You got to get a hold of him. You, got, you can't just sit there and take offense. Unfortunately for him, he sat there and took offense, uh, and uh, he was stopped, and then he took a knee right at, like, right at, it was one second left in the round, um, so big win for Jon Snow. Other than that, Ishmael Ozni gets a victory over Rob, uh, Robin uh, Surich. It came down to Ozni got take or knock down in the first and Surich was all fighting back at that point he was not able to do enough to get the decision in his favor uh good stuff by Ishmael Uzni and then also Federero Landman gets a victory over Petros uh Freitas Freitas just waited too long to get going he started to pick it up when the fight was kind of out of reach uh he still earned a split but he just didn't get going early could have been nerves could have been you know uh, just a lot, you know, not confident in his offense early and finding it later. But decision didn't go his way. With that said, still very, very good stuff. Overall, the card was good. It was entertaining. I really, really enjoyed it. The only, and I mean the only problem is, you know, in professional wrestling, there's a term that finishes everything. You know, like if you have a great fight, but then you don't have the sick the landing on the finish, people are usually not that into it. So that is why I look at um, this card and say it was good. And on paper, it was one of the best cards put together. Uh, they had a lot of injuries and some replacements late. But the, the big standout thing to me in my mind, unfortunately, you know, will be the fact that this fight was supposed to be great 
uh, you know, is supposed to be entertaining. He's supposed to let the hands go, and he just didn't didn't come through. It didn't happen. So that's unfortunately how people are going to remember the whole card. But it was still good to see Rico proves that he's a star. That car, that crowd response, uh, and they were frustrated with the action, but he was trying to bring it. So overall, good stuff. Next, going to talk about Jonathan Haggerty as he gets a victory over Fabricio Andrade last night. Um, basically, Haggerty had already been working clean combination low kick work. Man, did he look like a kickboxer. He looked perfectly fit to be on a K1 card as far as his combination to low kick flow was going. Uh, I really liked the work that Fabricio Andrade was doing against the rear leg. He threw with power. He just didn't have... It felt like he was fighting back and that he was never leading the dance. Round one, solid round. I felt Haggerty had took it. And then in round two, the fight starts off very similar to the uh, other rounds with the back and forth. But this time, a very slick stuff by Jonathan Haggerty, who did a kind of skip step and uh, to kind of hide his stance switch. And he hit a left high kick on the end of it. He got, he got Andrade hurt. They started banging it out. He was... Uh, quick to land you know uh bigger shots and for andrade was throwing the heat too even though he's hurt he was still like throwing the win just wasn't able to get himself clear of uh the damage he ended up getting knocked with again clean one two a lot of one twos were thrown in the finishing sequence clean one two puts him down Haggerty is your bantamweight champion you know making him a two sport champion in both muay thai and he's having a great year he's having a great year kickboxing muay thai having a great year and i posted that i thought man he'd be in the argument for fighter of the year if it wasn't for the fact that chingas alazov is having you know has had two bigger victories uh clearly the nango victory was big but the second victory maraca gorian is a much better victory than fabricio andrade but still awesome stuff by jonathan haggerty Got himself $100,000. Um, keep working. Keep building. Really, really good stuff. Fun to watch. Saxon gets a victory over Cream Banui. Shout out to Cream Banui. He's been in the game for a long time. Saxon gets the victory there. Um, Rue Botello gets a victory over Zhang Piman by split decision. Uh, Christina Morales stops uh, in round one, the end of round one. Anna Supergirl Jorunzak. It's the strength. She really struggles with the strength of the girls on the division. Christina Morales, they were both, I thought, landing effective offense, but Christina was able to wear her offense way better than Anna, you know, Supergirl was able to wear her offense. And then you could see she was in bad shape because she stopped defending and she turned her head away, and rightfully the, the ref stepped in and stopped it. Like, that's how it was supposed to happen. So, uh, unfortunately, they got to figure out something with Supergirl. The talent's there. She's just not strong enough for the girls in the division. It's almost like she needs a 105-type division. Um, you know, pretty looks the part, but... You know, she's been stopped, you know, before or, you know, dropped before or had moments where she doesn't look the greatest. Um, and Christina Morales, hardened, solid kickboxer slash Muay Thai fighter out of Spain, does, does a lot of really good stuff. Congratulations to her and the victory. I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up by just talking about the Bocao and Sanchai fight. Everybody's entitled to their opinion on this fight. Um... There were for sure moments, a lot of people said it was a glorified sparring match, and a lot of people said it was an intense glorified sparring match. I think for sure there were moments in it where like they're playing the game. 
Both guys are playing the game. Single kicks, high kicks, low kicks. Uh, you know, um, uh, Bokao did a really good job attacking the rear leg of the southpaw Sanchai. Sanchai, of course, looking for his you know kick, his kick counters uh, and his you know uh, boxing counters and his catch counters. Bokao just a little bit stronger. Then I think there was a period of time where Sanchai landed something that bothered Bukau, and I could see the intensity, and he threw like a need a low kick series, and he threw like a couple of the punches that he threw. I was like, okay, those weren't for play. I joked with my team when this fight was made. I was like, all right, there's no way that these guys are actually fighting. Like they're going to have a mutual agreement to go out there and get the money, but nobody's getting knocked out. I will for sure say watching the flow of this fight, it looked like it was play sparring early, and then there were moments in it where I was like, okay, Bukau is, Bukau is turning into exhibition Bukau, which is just an absolute killer because he knows he can't get a scorecard. He's got to kill you. So I thought that in the end, they both made good accounts of each other in certain spots. I thought that Bukau clearly, you know, one, he's a bigger guy. It's what you should expect. Uh, but, you know, it was more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Um, and, you know, credit due to those guys there. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, it really is a a fun kickboxing day with some really good moments with some really good high level stuff just uh you know a, a little bit unfortunate with the um rico results but other than that i really enjoyed the show and uh god willing we will move forward with more high level kickboxing action in the weeks and months to come so uh, i'm actually going to go to japan i'm going to go to the k1 event that they have out there so uh you know i'll give you guys some reports on my time there i might film another documentary while i'm out there because i didn't get to do japan uh i didn't get to do the you know the asia oceania part of the world when i did my I, I, the series i did originally when i did shin on shin the first one was supposed to be europe the second one was supposed to be the americas and the third one was supposed to be um, you know, the Asia Oceania area, and I just never got around to it. So grateful to be here, grateful for this podcast and the people that are listening to it still spread the word and, uh, God bless. And thank you guys for your time. Peace. <laughs>